hindsight, one can easily deduce that the following narrative has roots that stretch back more than sixty years, and perhaps more than several hundred years, if the truth was known. The one person who might be said to have set the engine of destruction in motion is a strange fellow who I came to know in early June of 1898. The man's name, appropriately enough, was William Red Billy O'Flynn. By any definition, Mr. O'Flynn is a unique-looking individual. Roughly in his mid-forties, weathered and apparently used to hard labor, the man comes across as keen and observant, and considering his lack of formal education, he shows good sense in most all things. His novel appearance, despite his being born in Ireland and saddled with a brogue broad enough to occasionally make his speech almost incomprehensible, bespeaks a colorful parentage. He once volunteered that his mother's people were of Moorish blood. "'I'll thorough and gypsies to the bone,' he said, and "'I'll arm to the teeth with endless batteries of the most chillin' curses imaginable.'" He had thus inherited his mother's soft, dark complexion and black eyes, as well as a moderate knowledge of European Spanish which our local Mexican population disdains for historical reasons. Mr. O'Flynn's father, according to his son's recollection, was a large and dangerous fellow with a ruddy moon-pocked face and hair as red-crested as God makes a peckerwood. As a result, the young man also inherited a prodigious mane of copper-bright curls. And though he possesses marginally pleasant features and a muscular physique tempered by hard labor— the abiding contrast between his dark Mediterranean complexion and his vivid red crown of hair is truly a most striking sight to behold. One never quite gets used to his appearance. Every time I came across him at his duties, it was like a novelty surprise all over again. Only once did Mr. O'Flynn reveal a portion of his history to me, and to this day, knowing his verbal habits as I do, I can't imagine what inspired him to do so. It was on the day that he first applied to me for part-time work at Hopkins' laboratory. I suppose that, as I was the prospective employer, he felt somehow compelled to reveal that he first drew breath overlooking the tar-blackened docks of Cork. His father was a brawling shipyard pipe-fitter, built like a Birmingham brickbat, but lacking all the wit and modesty God gave a cobblestone. Mr. O'Flynn gave me to understand that when he was fourteen years old, he escaped Ireland altogether. His father, he said, had long since matriculated well beyond his amateur standing as a tavern tippler, and had gone on to become a renowned professional whiskey drinker. This all-too-common situation, with its predisposition toward physical cruelty, evidently distressed the family sorely. At last, Mr. O'Flynn's long-suffering mother felt she had endured more than enough. Circumstances obliged her to call forth her mortal quiver of gypsy curses. Two days later, the senior O'Flynn was discovered face down in a rain-filled gutter. The coroner formally declared that the notorious and unrepentant boozer had drowned in three inches of rainwater. I record this here only in passing— because this tragic incident seems to have deeply influenced Mr. O'Flynn, 
for as far as I can deduce, he has always expressed a total aversion to alcohol. He impresses me as the driest Irishman I have ever encountered. He has for some years been confirmed to the Methodist faith and vehemently speaks against the use of spirits, as well as all those misbegotten fools would do indulge. On the whole, I have always found Mr. O'Flynn a man of simple, if somewhat cautious, honesty. As far as I can discern, he has always spoken the truth, but only as much truth as warranted by the question. On most occasions his natural reticence induces him to say as little as possible, and with the greatest circumspection. Unlike most of his race, Mr. O'Flynn never indulges in idle conversation or even bemused observation. In fact, for an Irishman, he exhibits not the least vestige of Celtic humor. However, he is at all times a stable...